Singer-songwriter, guitarist, and overall Winnipeg cultural icon, Rami Mays, is on the podcast to talk about her very busy November and December. Rami's old band, Off the Wagon, which was formed in the late 1990s, is celebrating its 20th anniversary, and the band also includes a lot of other very notable people in the Winnipeg music scene. So we talk about why they're reuniting, we talk about her experience being in that band and playing country music and bluegrass back in the day, and we also talk about what she has coming up. She's going to be on an episode of Live at the Roslyn with our friends the Village Idiots today, if you're listening the day the episode comes out. And she also has her annual Lonely Jew at Christmas celebration near the end of December. It was awesome to talk to Rami. She's someone I've wanted to have on the show for a long time and someone who is a pretty integral part of the Winnipeg music scene. So this was a really fun conversation. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre. Please visit myparktheatre.com to check out all the great shows they have coming up. Thank you to everyone who supports my dad's show. If you'd like to support Witch Police Radio, go to patreon.com slash witchpolice today. You're listening to Garbage Show, one of first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I am in a car, in a parking lot, uh, talking to someone who I would have liked to get on the show a while ago, but it just never never happened. But yeah, but you've, I mean, you've been involved in the local music scene for... I'm not saying how long, because it'll be Right, but, but quite a long time, though, right? I mean, and, yeah. and, and I think you're someone that's kind of come up a lot as, um, you know, oh, you should, this is who you should interview. Right. But it's never happened, but now I'm glad we can actually yeah. sit down and, and have a conversation. Yeah. So, uh, you have a lot going on. Right this week, particularly. Yeah, so yeah. let's just start. If you want to introduce yourself, hi, I'm Ryan Mays. There we go. <laughs> so I think that most listeners would know who you are. I mean, a large majority of the listeners from my show, as far as I can tell, are people in the local music scene. Right. So, like I said, you know, you have kind of a very firm place in the right. local music community. So, yeah. um, I don't think we need any more introduction than that. No, you know who I am. And if you don't catch up, yo. Right, exactly. Let's <laughs> listen to this and learn. Yeah, yeah. But I figured a good place to start would just be, uh, you know, usually you doing an interview you start at the beginning but you have something that kind of throws back to 20 years ago happening this week right, right. so yeah uh, which started us in the music scene so right, it's kind of a good right. segue so let's start with yeah. that that's the reunion of uh, Off the Wagon right do you remember Off the Wagon at all I remember the name I started going to local shows like all ages shows around 95, 96 yeah so it would have been on posters and stuff but yeah. I, I don't. I never actually saw yeah it was shows. cool like I was playing a little bit before that but I uh, wasn't really playing on stage too much like I was just doing like I had like a few trios and duos and yeah. stuff like that. But Off the Wagon was this really cool project. I actually had left town. I started Off the Wagon as like sort of my own band. Okay. And then, but it was more like my folky, rocky stuff that I was doing at the time. And then I left town and it sort of morphed into this like bluegrass country rock project. Right. And when I was, I was in BC and I came back um, in 97 for a visit. Okay. And when I came back for the visit... There were, it was more, it was, it was, like, I went to actually Kenora to see them play. Okay. And then they got me up to sing and stuff like that. And I realized I wanted to be back in the band and, and, and move back, back to Back in Winnipeg. Winnipeg, yeah. So it was, uh, three members of which is now the Derangers. So Jackson Haldane, Twisty, Tom Twisty Fody, 
and uh, and Chris Saywell, and my very best friend uh, J Rod, right? Joanne Rodriguez, who is someone else I really need to have on the show. Yeah, like, you really do. She's yeah. hilarious, yeah. and she would kill it. Yeah. yeah. But so she and and then our buddy Matt Coop from Landmark, right? He was playing drums, and um, so yeah, so I decided I wanted to be back in the band. They kind of said, well, we could really use a harmony singer and a rhythm guitar player, and I was like, well, that's. I'll do it. Right. So, so I moved back to town and uh, we started this band called Off the Wagon. And it was it was a weird time in music because there wasn't really like this like this alt country thing that's sort of like this big thing for the now last it's huge, twenty yes. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we were I remember it being we were like one of the first people to do it. And I don't know far and wide in the globe, but it seemed like definitely around here. And uh, so yeah, it was like you know some some originals that say Jackson would write or Joanne would write or I would write. Yeah. And even Chris Sewell was writing some some instrumental stuff for that and. Uh, and yeah, then we just, we were playing it like where the giant tiger is now. Yeah, okay. It was called, I think. The Horseshoe. It called, yeah, it was called The Horseshoe. Yeah. And we were playing there pretty regularly. And this band Rodeo Date, and thus would do a lot of double gigs. And Rodeo okay. Date's like, uh, uh, Chris Frere was in that, who actually is the AD for uh, Winnipeg Folk Fest now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's kind of, they actually were making jokes about this reunion saying, Rodeo Date's going to open and we're going to like <laughs> fly people in. And, yeah, you know. yeah. But um, so yeah, so it was just really cool time, really cool project. Um, I ended up leaving... Is that good enough yes. level? Oh, yeah. we're good. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Am I clear enough? Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I we ended up, I ended up leaving about say seven or eight months, maybe nine months after that. Okay. And they kept going, uh, for maybe another half a year, a year. And uh, so now it's been twenty years, and we're all back in town. Okay. So, um, we've been talking about it for a while, and now that it's actually a twenty-year mark. Right. It makes sense to do it now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, and it yeah. was like Jackson's always kind of been the, the the helm of it. Like he was kind of the boss and. Um, so he was, he was sort of pushing for it and the timing was right. So, cool. uh, so we had, we had two rehearsals already. How's the sound? Oh my God. It's really fun. Yeah. It's really it, like, I, I am definitely, I was the weakest link then okay. and I'm the weakest link okay. now. <laughs> they all are, you know, just these great players and, yeah. um, and Joanne was just this incredible singer and Jackson, you know, everyone was proficient at their instrument at the time, but I was always, I was just learning a lot sure, of stuff. Sure. So even now when we're going back to the songs, I'm like, how does that go again? Yeah. Yeah. Show me that part when everyone already has it. So, so is there muscle memory kicks into that? Yeah. There's a lot of muscle yeah. memory and, and we all can't believe how much, like the first rehearsal we did, it took us like, you know, seven or eight hours Sure, yeah, yeah, of, like, yeah. running 25 songs, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah. And then last Sunday we just did another one and it was actually a little smoother. And so, yeah, we play this Friday at times. Cool. We're doing, um, an early show and a late show. Yeah. I think I saw those two. Yeah. Before. Because like a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, a lot of us now have kids. So For sure. yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and a yeah. lot of the people that were our fans have kids. So it's good to have that option too. Definitely. And I'm actually really impressed with how many, like the events is like over 300 people are going or something. Cool. So we didn't really know that it would be successful, but we're really pumped. So yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, 20 years, a lot of things can change with the audience too, right? They totally. can move away or like you said, have kids. And, yeah. yeah so. so that's why it was good to do the, the early show sure. option. But also, um, a lot of people who have, who have become like, say my fans or Derangers fans yeah. or J-Rod fans want to see the project. Too. Yeah, for sure. So there's a really cool crossover now. For well, people too. who never saw it in the first place, right? Yeah. People They're are too curious. young. And, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's so, really cool. So it should be a really fun night and that's, uh, yeah, that's happening this Friday. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I know that I, I've always, I, through the rehearsals, I was like, well, if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm just going to go right, like and right, ruffle the guitar, right. you know? But there's some cool songs and songs that we wrote that we forgot about, so it's okay, kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. How did you, uh, I mean, how, how did you, how, what was the process of coming back to the songs? So, I mean, I'm sure you probably heard a few of them over the years, just, you know, reliving old memories or whatever, yeah. but just like sitting down to actually learn them again, what was that process like? It was more like one, like, well, Tom Twisty Fody. T Twisty has 
the you know it was kind of like if he said it that's the way it went okay we were he, we listened to him um none of us could find an off the wagon cd even right. though they were out there right and i found one and it wouldn't you know then i was like i found one guys i found one in it that wouldn't scratch like, or something yeah it wouldn't, wouldn't burn <laughs> into my computer yeah so a lot of us were just hoping that we knew it um it was really fun to try to remember it, but it did actually come back way quicker than we thought. Cool. Like somebody like, oh yeah, there was that part. Oh yeah, there was that part. And then, you know, next thing you knew with the muscle, like you said, the muscle memory. Yeah. It, but it was mostly, it was fun because the five or six of us hadn't hung out in right. so long right. in that configuration. So you get so, that too. You get, yeah, yeah, we were yeah. just busting gut. Like we were just laughing so hard and it was all like we were, you know, I felt like it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Then. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, off the wagon. I mean, we're still all off the wagon. So it's, it's totally <laughs> still, funny. Still yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Uh, do you think that, um, like, I, you know, I had a question there until you made the joke. And <laughs> I'm pretty funny. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, what I was going to ask, actually, I remembered it, is, um, do you think that, you know, with the 20 years more experience, everyone playing in their own projects, does it sound better? Like, I mean, you think it would, you think it would, but I think all that, it, I, I was kind of thinking that too, like that would be adding parts and like right. skill sets and yeah. stuff. But I found myself just like, even though I'm way better guitar player than I was 20 years ago, I found myself just laying back and doing the simple rhythm okay. that I would do. I think that because the sound was, once we started hearing the sound again, yeah. we realized what our places were in those songs. So it's pretty much just like a, a little bit carbon coffee, not so much, right. um, not so much like adding, you know, too much skill set. And I think we're all just trying to make it sound like it did then. Sure. So sure. that's sort of how it ended up working out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds, sounds, sounds like a cool show. Yeah, it'll be really cool. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really pumped. Cool. So, yeah. So what, uh, for people who haven't heard Off the Wagon, how, how would you define what the sound was? Yeah, it's like there's I know a you said of, the old country. Yeah, but... yeah, there's like, it's definitely, well, we were doing like a lot of like, there was some bluegrass yeah. and some country. And, uh, and that's kind of what we were all writing at the time anyway, but it's not traditional. Right. And, and then some of, I mean, some of the covers are traditional, but then we had Chris Sable on electric guitar, okay. which really changed Like there's banjo, there's me on an acoustic guitar yeah. and then drums, bass, electric bass and an electric guitar. And then amps it up a bit. Yeah. Which really, you know, really gave it a different sound than you would hear in like, you know, if you're just like a bluegrass project sure. or a country sure. project. So there was, there's a uniqueness. Like when I hear it, when we're rehearsing it, I'm like, oh yeah, we like still to this day, that sounds different than, yeah. than what anyone's kind of doing now that's cool know? actually yeah yeah one thing i've asked quite a few people on this show because i just how i kind of perceive the winnipeg music scene but you might be a good person to ask is my perception of of anything in winnipeg over a long period of time that's roots country mm. folk bluegrass any of those genres yeah winnipeggers seem to like a bit of an edge to it like yeah. they seem to like it sounding dirty yeah. almost and well, like i definitely do yeah I mean, yeah and your music i mean yeah. for sure applies to yeah. that well, yeah. what do you think it is though like why why do winnipeggers because uh, we're a dirty grungy group of arseholes like we're just a bunch of we're a bunch of hard-edged yeah. old winter people and we're not like i mean you know we go to the west coast and all their folk and bluegrass and countries were light yeah you yeah know? sure and, and it's so chill I, so, yeah so i hear yeah. what you're saying for sure and i think that is something to do with like just like you know we're people sort of know winnipeg as being like this like party rock scene yeah and uh you know like the same people that play banjo in one band will play drums in a punk band in a punk band i was yeah i was just about to say yeah yeah so yeah. so yeah. there is like i mean joanne being able like being sure Minnesota, she's also sure. like a bass player in the front of sorrell's right yeah yeah so and she's been in all these punk the giants yeah. Dragons, exactly yeah. boom boom you know like so so bringing that grunge into the into that i think it's just a very winnipeg thing because of how hard edged we are. We all drink, we all party, we all, yeah, go. you can cold. get, you can get, you can get beer till two thirty in the morning. True, yeah, There's yeah. after parties, you yeah. know, and, and we're not sitting on, you know, the ocean side 
chanting to the to the uh, Dolphins water nymphs. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah, for yeah. Sure, yeah. So so yeah, I mean we're just we're just a harder group of people. Okay. Like most people that pass through Winnipeg always say when they're on tour, like we have to prep for Winnipeg because it's going to be a it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think that that just comes naturally though? I mean, with your own music, do you think that yeah. that kind of grittiness just sort of is there automatically? Or? For me, it is because well, when I grew up, I was like all about Joan Jett, and you know, okay. like yeah, yeah. and the music I listened to wasn't very folky at all actually it was more when i joined off the wagon in 97 that uh that i started like you know i they were giving me cassette tapes of bluegrass and stuff like that yeah. until then i hadn't really paid too much attention to that i was listening to like you know grew up on lots of classic rock like you know i listened to 90 what would be the equivalent to 92 yeah, 97 yeah, now yeah. on the radio all the time and i was listening to like you know ccr the doors okay. uh, Jimi hendrix priest maiden acdc you know yeah. stuff like that so i always wanted to play that style and it was just, it only took, it was just a matter of time till my style, my skill caught up to that. Sure, sure. You know, but at the time, that was a really, uh, like, that was where my skill level was, just being able to just, like, yeah, yeah. in G now, same <laughs> thing. You know, I was like, I could do that, I could do that. Yeah. But actually, the reason why I left the band, ironically, though I shouldn't even say this, is because I kind of <laughs> thought that that it was boring for me. Okay. Because I was a writer, and, uh, and I wanted to try other things rather than just be like you know gcs and d's and yeah you yeah. know what i mean though having said that our our band really isn't straight like it's it's complicated the songs are a little more complicated than i remember yeah yeah, yeah. i always thought i just played gc and d but it wasn't <laughs> like that at all when we rehearsed but yeah so i mean there's there's a, there's a great in my upbringing of music and i think in everybody's as well yeah so i mean say well the the guitar player in the derangers he was a huge maiden and priest dude okay, like he had okay. a three-quarter he's from transcona dude right so that explains so yeah, why. He, had like, yeah, yeah, he had a yeah. mullet he had a mullet and a pair of sweatpants on you know with like three-quarter length maiden shirts on right when he was in a blues band and right. he was 19 so i mean like the whole the whole, the, all of us really are like, I mean, when we were taking breaks in our rehearsals, yeah. you know, Matt Coop would come from behind the drums and start playing Priest okay. on guitar, okay. yeah, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's just, that's where we all come from. Well, it's a weird crossover thing too, because it's such a tight knit community, right? So you have guys from metal bands yeah. end up playing in a folk band or, or vice versa totally. or whatever. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that that's, you know, why there's, the, there's so much edge in even this, you know, it's, it's, I don't want it to be sold wrong. Like we're a country bluegrass band, yeah. but we weren't, you know what I right. mean? You're a rock right. country bluegrass band with a weird twist. And right. Like, and there's a lot of edge and some beautiful harmonies. I mean, there's a lot of four part harmonies and then there's also just like raw, you know, stuff that's sure. That's a little looser, you know? What do you do when the world starts calling your name? What do you do when everybody's feeling the same? can you do when you want to shake it up? Well, your time to shake is out of love. What do you do when the weight can't carry her? What can you say when language is your barrier? Where you gonna go when they want to bring you down? Na-na-na-na-na-na, you're 
well, the simplicity of country kind of lends itself to that the same way punk does too, right? Sure. You can yeah. you can put a lot of emotion into it because it's, the playing is not overtaking the kind of the rawness of it. Totally. Yeah. 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 And does that like obviously leaving the band and starting on your own has worked out for you? <laughs> like you. Yeah. You, well, I mean, like, well, I I moved to ba- I, I hitchhiked actually out to the west coast okay. right after an off the wagon gig. Okay. I said, I think I'm leaving, and I packed a bag, <laughs> and then at the end of, we were playing at the Pyramid, I think we were playing with Ray Kondo, actually, okay. and I just, I just found a ride. Yeah, I just got And I was like, it. I think I'm going to take it. Yeah. And I just went to the West Coast, and I, that sort of began my um, many years of, like, hitchhiking and traveling, and grabbing a van, and, and playing solo, sure. and uh, learning blues a lot more, and stuff like that, and... Uh, and so, yeah, like that, that path, if without, you know, we all, and then the derangers would never have been without that project. Sure. Either. Yeah. Yeah. And then J-Rod, like, you know, I have no idea what she would have done. She would have done everything great no matter what. Yeah. But, but so I, yeah. And Matt, he actually just lives in Landmark. Um, not just, he has a great <laughs> family and he lives in Landmark and he's like, you know, shovel guy or whatever he is. He's like a hard working right. blue collar dude, right. but he's got music right down in soul. So, you know, like. But all of us had to go spread out to be able to come back to this moment. You sure. Know? And continue on with whatever you're continuing with. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, just to uh, step aside from that show mm-hmm. for a minute. You have, I mean, you have a bunch of stuff going on. I know. Uh, I you're know. doing the Village Idiots show. Um, tomorrow. Tomorrow, right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think you did. Uh, well, I guess if you, post, if you post this Wednesday. It'll be post Wednesday. Today. It's today. It's today. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, so tune in today. Um, yeah. But you did a, an acoustic thing for them last year, right? Is that? Yeah. I, I did like, uh, they were doing a little bit of an, because uh, their place is so cool. It is just, cool. Yeah. Those guys are just the best. I mean, there's nothing, I can't say a bad word. I can only say amazing words about uh, Kevin Repay and uh, Riley Sanders. Yeah. Sanders. Like, what, they, what they've what they done with the Village Idiots and their support for the music scene is unholy. Like, no one's really doing it uh, like they are. And uh, To that level of professionalism yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, you know, I've always tried to procure shows and I've always tried to... Um, you know, get the music scene boosted with my songwriters extravaganzas and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that I've done. But I think what they're doing on a regular level, like on a regular basis, I mean, it's just at a, a, another level. So yeah, last year or so, I guess they were part of their series that they were going to do was the uh, Roslyn uh, live sessions. So they also have like a sunroom. Yeah, yeah, so, I've been in there. It's yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So their place is just awesome. And yeah, and so I went in and I just did a couple acoustic songs and I was just happy to be part of anything that they're doing. You yeah. know, like some people have said to me like, well, you're kind of ahead of the game. Like, do you really need the Live at the Roslyn right. for these new and up and coming bands and these new modern bands that are you know contemporary and now sure. I was like well why wouldn't I need it yeah you know everyone wants to everyone wants to be part of something great and uh and then particularly this show because it's live on Facebook like I've toured the globe you yeah. know and there are a lot of people and I stopped touring a couple years ago regularly so there's a lot there are a lot of people who are really excited to tune into this because they get they to can see, see you live yeah live yeah. yeah so it's it's helpful for me and my fans that way too that's cool do you uh who do you think is your audience right now I mean you know yeah. uh, Going back to the off the wagon thing, you've been yeah. doing this for a long time yeah. with different projects. And you just mentioned the people across the globe, but within the city here, what is your audience like? What it's kind of people? It's really are... hard to say because my demographic's always been really broad. Yeah. So I'm really not sure who my main demographic is anymore. For example, when I play Times Change, um, it could be anyone from like you know a 25 year old Mohawk sure. to a silver hair. You know that's that's that loves blues, right? And they can still get the same thing out of it, yeah. Right, and generally speaking, my my demographic is a little bit older, but that's because it's this like blues rock and roll thing, right? And that's sort of you know, but but because people love rock and roll and they love great guitar playing and great drummers, yeah, yeah, it crosses over to the younger crew, um, you know, in in Winnipeg, which is great because I don't want to just be an old timer. (laughs) Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I still, I still, I still connect really, really much, like quite a bit to. uh, to all the young, awesome rock and roll bands that are playing right now. Yeah, there's now. loads of them too. There's so many. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, so I guess my demographic ideally is everybody. Okay, well, that's, 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 that's what you want, right? That's the idea. You too, Sam. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's because uh, the Village Idiot is definitely a place to a younger audience. For absolutely, I, I mean they have they're broad as well, right. but they have which is actually kind of partly nice for me too to kind of. Um, I know this sounds a little bit humble, but to be considered hip amongst right. these young kids, right. but they're also my friends, right? So I don't feel like I'm, you know, 80 and retired, but I just feel it's kind of cool that, you know, when I'm, when I go, when I went, I went to see the Rippers at the Village Idiots yeah. show, the Live yeah. at Roslyn show, and I was for sure the oldest person in the room, but I didn't feel that way. Right, right. You know what I mean? But like, most of the people that I party with and that I hang out with in that scene are, you know, in their 20s, you know, and, sure. and maybe early 30s. So, um, so that's, it's nice to be able to appease to them too. Yeah, it's cool. I feel the same way when someone who's like 20 tells me, this is my show. I'm a 36 year old dad. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. really? You like this? That's cool. I guess I'll, be, yeah. I'll do something right. Yeah. My daughter just moved out. So it's right, like, right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like, I'm like, so you're a bit ahead of me on that. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. my daughter, she's, she's like closer to the age of the people that listen oh, totally. to my music, yeah. you know, than, than I am. Um, but that's whatever. I mean, that's the idea. When I was younger, all I wanted to do was just play rock and roll, and I had no idea what demographic I was targeting. For sure. And yeah. so, as long as, uh, as long as you know, who doesn't like rock and roll? Yeah, really. I mean, to some extent, right? Even yeah. if you're really into hip hop or something, there's sure. probably a few. You still can appreciate yeah. a rock and band. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm not who doesn't. I mean, I'm sure there are people. And if you know, if you say you don't like rock and roll, yeah. you probably I don't even know you. So <laughs> <laughs> screw you anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? for sure. But so I mean, it should it should appease to everybody, ideally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a rock and roll artist? Early, or I mean, does the blues thing take precedence? I hate being or? called a blues artist. Okay, okay. I really do. I'm glad I, I didn't introduce you to that. Yeah, but yeah, though it's I understand why. I mean, he's there, right? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like I've won blues awards, and I get hired on blues festivals. Yeah, but I also get hired at folk festivals where I play rock and roll. Sure, you know, so yeah. the, the the genres have really crossed over so much. But a blues is just really like dirty country, and bluegrass is just fast country. Sure, and yeah. mountain music is just rock and roll slowed down, and you with know, maybe so, a fiddle in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And so it all at this point, it's all just a mishmash okay. of genre. But I think that we. Like, I don't really consider my... Yeah, like, if somebody asked me what I play, I'd say rock and roll. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Fair but at, but at the same time, I also, like, kill a, kill a sweet ballad. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's... But that's also can be, you know, like, a lot of the rock and roll... Like, Bon Jovi had ballads. Sure. You know, not that I'm one to compare right, myself right, 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 to, right, right. Or that I'm a massive fan. I don't know why I said That's a weird bon one, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess he did have ballads, but <laughs> yeah, it's a little strange. It's the first thing I thought of was, like... <laughs> like, what is that? Bed of Roses or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah the, all of those bands had... Yeah, like, had, you know, yeah. so, you know, good rock and roll. Like, over the years, all the, especially the 70s, and, you know, sure. like, they had... You know, every good rock and roll band had a wicked ballad. Yeah, so. definitely, yeah. But it's part of me. Like, that's the part of things where I just like to not label myself because... If you if you like that you like that if you like that you like yeah. that or that, that depending on which part of my music you like ideally you like it all because I have a lot of friends who are really into heavy heavy music yeah. who just they tell me their favorite song is like one of my slowest songs oh that's cool you know so you never know what people are gonna like that is know? cool yeah well I guess the problem too with the labels thing though is it's not necessarily even what you want to call it people are gonna put you in categories totally anyway, right? and, I do, so. and I do get placed in blues obviously yeah. quite a bit but there's a lot of there's a lot of blues tones in my in my music yeah. and especially with the players I had Jana Wiki from the perpetrators right and Chris Carmichael now who's been my present guitar player for well years on and off but definitely for years now right. again they have a real blues angle in their style and so it and it also like my style of writing sort of goes towards that okay. one four five bluesy thing quite a bit yeah and it's where my voice is comfortable okay but i don't really yeah i don't really there's just so much more to it i'd hate to just be like oh, i'm a blues player because then you have this idea in your mind right. of what that means and that's not who right, i am you're wearing a suit with sunglasses and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah like yeah. you know it's like dance 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 dan, totally dan, yeah. dan, dan, and that's yeah. not exactly what i do so me 
I remember when I was younger and I learned what like you know a lot more about blues like all the way from like Lightning Hawkins to Mississippi yeah, yeah. Hurt and like and uh and I and someone said to me Oh, I don't like blues. And I'm like, what do you like? And they're like, I like Zeppelin, The Doors, ZZ Top. I'm like, right. you fucking idiot. You love blues. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you you yeah. actually love blues. Yeah. I'm allowed to say fuck, right? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, you're fucking dead, so right. Like, I was actually trying not to swear. No, I know you said arsehole before, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, so. It's all good. No, yeah, say yeah. fuck all you want. Fucking fuck, 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 yeah. fuck. Get it out of my system. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But yeah, no, so, uh, but yeah, so it's like, you're a fucking idiot because you don't realize that you're listening to blues. So then that's what my radio show started off right, about. Right. You know? So uh, my radio show was like, I wanted to segue. I wanted to teach people that most of the contemporary bands and the modern bands they listen to, their influences are blues and why sure. the connection. Sure. So that's how it started, and eventually it changed, morphed into something else as well. But, but, uh, but yeah, that's what been one of my biggest exciting lessons that I could teach people in general is just like blues is rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, they come from the yeah. It's just this I mean, apparent, and easy yeah. is like mostly blues. Sure. You know, yeah. it's like, but you don't really think about it because you're not hearing it the way you think blues is like. You're not hearing that to that thing you were just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like you know, like you know, people picture like just some old black blues man like, sitting, sitting on a on chair porch. on the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely, like, definitely. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's rock and roll is, is blues for sure. It's just yeah. louder and sped up. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit more than that. But yeah, it is. Yeah, that's the But no, that's interesting because I think a lot of people don't really think about what the origins of the type of music they listen to. Totally. It's and everything comes from somewhere, right? So yeah, you can. It's funny. Yeah, Someone I mean, loves like, even something. just like Dave Grohl, like his favorite uh, artist in the world is is Little Richard. Yeah, right. You know, and it's like right. you know, and then there's like the whole the whole Motown movement. I mean, right. that's just that's just segued blues to rock and roll too. Definitely. And there's so so it's really hard to say what's blues and what's not, especially when you're putting the title rock and roll on. Things. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can even go like hip hop is punk. Right. Would start, I mean, that, and there's, and, a, there's actually more hip hop. There's more blues in hip hop than people even totally, realize. Totally, totally. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, they're yeah. sampling blues all the time. Yeah, yeah. Sampling soul know? records, which are blues records originally. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, cool. and like soul and funk. You know, it's yeah. like all the same. Yeah, thing. definitely. Yeah. yeah, everything's the same. People just like mm-hmm. split it up and make, yeah, I mean, pretend like, it's know, something different. But that's the way people compartmentalize music. Yeah, oh yeah, it makes definitely. Sense, and definitely. it's fair. It's fair. I do that too. Like absolutely, me too. Like you know, if I said, oh, they're very like so and so. Yeah. Because you have to do that to make sense of it. That's how we do it. For Familiarity. Sure. So know? who would who do you, who would you say as a comparison then? If someone wanted to know what kind of music you played, is there like a kind of a higher profile artist that you would sort of say, okay, well if you like this, you like me. Yeah, I do. I say if you like Joan Jett and you like the okay. Stones, then you'd like us. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So because it's very it's it's Stones is also a great example of like a rock and roll band that's blues. blues yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean their their influence is all blues, right? So well, and it's just right out there too. They don't try. To yeah, they don't. Even, they're not even trying to yeah. cover it up. Yeah. yeah. But so like I think because my band. And what I write, like my band is capable, like this, like a Stonesy, very sure, Stonesy sure. rock and roll, and Joan Jett because if you like the female front rock and roll chick, yeah, then you'd like with me. a bit of edge too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like you know, I, I sing raspy and I sing raw, and uh, I'm not, I've never really considered myself to be a great singer. So uh, the fact that I can sing it all is a miracle, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, like so, so I usually throw that out there. It's just a loose. You know, uh, Joan Jett and the Stones. If you like that, then you'd like sure. the band. And yeah. that's a pretty wide group of people, anyway, that like those bands, right? So yeah. Those so artists, hopefully so. that that sort of makes maybe it's just a selling point. Maybe I just say that so people will try to like my band. Yeah. Well, I kind of like those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know some Stone songs. I'll go check it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, then I really like your band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's happening Wednesday. The, mm. the, the, sorry to go back to the. Uh, so actually, live at the today, one. technically, today when you're listening, listening to yeah. this, but we're in a car on Tuesday. Yes. So it's tomorrow, but yes, today, tonight, <laughs> technically, Wednesday, November 14th, 14th yeah. um, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. is live at the Roslyn. You can go on my Facebook or any of the Village Idiots Facebook, and there's a link to just click on, and then you're automatically watching yeah, and Facebook you can watch Live. It, yeah. And uh, there'll be like interactive communication. You can request songs. You can make comments. You can say hi. And we're really, I'm excited about that. I really am. I just, uh, I think it's really unique, and it's really exciting, and 
you know, it's it's off the floor live. So yeah. whatever happens. Anything can happen, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, usually your shows are off the floor live anyway, but the conversations and the comments and stuff, yeah. and I don't know what he's going to ask. We haven't pre-talked about anything. So, right. you know, and who knows what, what people are going to ask, you know, so uh, as long as I'm allowed to swear on that too, we're good. Right. Right. <laughs> I think you probably are. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I'm pretty so. sure they're cool with that, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and it's, it's live, but to a much potentially wider audience, right? Yeah, so, well, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming, you know, like there, you know, there could be anywhere from, you know, Maybe a hundred to five hundred. I have no oh, idea. More even. Some of those things get thousand. like thousands and thousands. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. some of those get a thousand. Then I'm thinking I'd be up there. I that. think they get like tens of thousands of them. Honestly. Like, oh really? Then yeah. I might. Then I'm, there might you're, be. You're probably like good. That. <laughs> yeah, I had yeah. no idea. I have yeah. no idea. Like you know, I've watched them uh, a little bits, but I've never spent time to see how many li- like people are actually yeah. online at the time. And uh, but yeah, I mean like I have fans and friends everywhere, and so many, and I'm so fortunate. The most of them are become friends. Like I'm yeah. them one by one. That's good. You know, yeah. so so uh, you know, friends all over all over U.S. and all over Europe. And uh, I don't know what the time will be like in Europe, but I know some people. You know, there's like a nine and eight hour difference. Yeah. But some people said they were going to wake up and set alarms. Well, they can watch it later too. They can, but I mean, the idea is to watch it live and comment. And uh, yeah, I almost yeah. wish you couldn't watch it later. Like right. for like another couple months, it was released yeah, yeah, or something yeah. because then it's sort of a deterrent to pay attention. Then and you have to be there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is the whole fun is being live. Right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That actually is a good idea. Some kind of really exclusive show that if you're not watching then. Is gone forever, yeah, or yeah. like you know, six months later, right, or something. So if right. we wanted to, or it's edited, it. so you don't get the full version, or right, something. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's a cool. good idea. But yeah, so yeah, because I was kind of thinking, like, I'm not going to spread the word. Oh, don't worry, you can catch it later. Because no, you want people to be that. Yeah, be part of it. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. It'll be good. Oh, I'm going to watch it at home. So oh, cool. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll and I want you to do like one of those, like, hey, Rami, <laughs> you look good in today. <laughs> nice. Pants. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like blues, yeah. <laughs> you sound bluesy yeah. today. You're like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, uh, I mean, that's one of those two shows. You also yeah. have a Christmas show. I do. So, okay, so just this week is insane. I also managed to get strep and tonsillitis. Great. Which is why I sound so pretty right, right now. Right before a couple shows, yeah. Oh, yeah, which yeah. is like, you know, it's always this rule of, it's just like Murphy's Law. Like, right before you go on tour, you get sick. Sure. Right before, you, you know, every time, so. You need to start recording something right now. You need yeah, to yeah, basically. Get, get to the studio quick, yeah. Yeah, it seems like, it's, yes, I should just immediately start yeah. recording an album because yeah. that's the time, get it out of the system yeah. so it's no, not jinx later, it's jinx now. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so, uh, so I just found out I have strep and tonsillitis. So I've just taken some work days off and I'm just uh, nursing my throat and, uh, you know, with uh, tea and whatnot. And yeah. Originally, I said to you, Sam, let's go for somewhere where I can have a beer for lunch. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, not They're a not good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to, but I have to take care of myself. Yeah, at least but, until these shows are done, right? Yeah, well, yeah. and I figure Saturday night, watch out, people. I'm going to be raging. Because <laughs> <laughs> after Friday night, I work Saturday at the Toad. And then, okay. Yeah. And then I'll be like, Saturday night. Oh my god! I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't even care if I'm still sick. I'm right. gonna rage just, because I have to hold it in all week. You know, right. just let it loose, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and actually Thursday is Rainwolf at the Pyramid. Okay, I don't know if you know who that is. I've heard I, the name. Is another one. The name sounds my buddy but... Jordan Cook. He's from uh, he's from Saskatoon actually. Okay. Who's made it huge and 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 he's open for Sabbath and blah blah cool. blah blah blah. Cool. And he's pretty much like one of my favorite rock icons. And so he's playing Thursday at the Pyramid. So Wednesday I do the Live at Roslyn. Yeah. Thursday I am not missing that show, sick or not. <laughs> and then Friday I do two shows. Two shows, yeah. At at uh, at the at the times so that's a big week and then uh and then yeah and then i've got a little break and then december 22nd is my lonely jew at christmas right, show right right <laughs> it's a great name for a show well i okay so that actually started do you mind if i no you okay know, okay I, sometimes it's, interviewers say that they don't even have a chance to ask me questions. no 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 please please go <laughs> okay. this is good I'm, I'm curious okay it all started because um maybe a decade ago maybe more yeah actually more than a decade ago I was realizing that I was a, well, I'm Jewish, right? Yeah. But I just, I don't do anything. I don't celebrate anything. Jew or Christian or, or whatever. Secular or whatever. Secular yeah. or Buddhist or anything. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, but I was realizing on Christmas 
that well, all my friends, like most of them, you know, we have dinners and things like that. Sure. There were a bunch of friends that didn't. So I started having these parties at my house okay. called the Lonely Jew at Christmas Party. And, uh, and it was really started. I, I was really surprised. The very first one, the very first one I ever did was uh, like 30, 40 people came. Okay. And I didn't realize that we would all have been sitting at home waiting for Christmas to pass. Right. Then get because, the balance of your life again. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, well, let's, so it started becoming this. And then eventually it was this massive party that, you know, my house would be packed. I wouldn't even know who was there. There's a lost and found <laughs> the next day, wow. you know? So it was a yearly annual thing. And people started writing me like, are you having the annual Christmas party? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And then the one year I couldn't, uh, Jay Nowicki took it over and he called it the lonely Jay at Christmas okay, party. Okay. So that was cool. And the tradition went for about eight or nine years. And then it just, then I was away a lot in the winter. So that stopped. But so what I would do is I would, before I'd go away, I, like I started going to um, Mexico for, for Christmas, okay. which I can't afford anymore, but I was doing it for a while. <clears throat> um, but so I would just make, have a show at the times or something like that and just call it the lonely Jew at Christmas show. Right. Right. So this is an annual tradition as well now. So yeah, this is December 22nd at times. It's just, it's basically just my band. I'm not going to be singing Christmas carols. Or, right. It's just a Christmas show at timing. Yeah. But it's just yeah. a rock and roll show. And, and just, you know, a lot of people are in town during that time. So yeah, for sure. It's really sure. fun to, to put something on. Yeah. Know? That's cool. Mm-hmm. Especially because yeah, people who have moved away finally get to just see you again totally because, yeah, yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah and so uh so yeah so that's december 22nd so keep that on your calendars because that one's a, f- a fun one and times does pack for us pretty good but if you get there in time you can still get and they've expanded it now cool i haven't been since they did oh that. it's so nice Is it? yeah it's so nice i actually like i couldn't get my head around it for a while even though i'd been there so much but where the wall started and where it ended okay because i was standing there and the bar is much bigger now and it goes oh, cool. to the back cool and the kitchen is a lot smaller so you think that the kitchen starts at the same spot. So you're trying to figure right, out where right. they moved stuff, but it's actually, it just, it really opened the room. Cool. I don't know that it changed capacity so much. It just changed the squishiness okay. Okay. Of, of time has changed. But that's kind of the appeal though, is a is small capacity, but right? But it's like, still, but I mean, it, yeah, exactly. And it's still like, it's squishy, but it's not claustrophobic, Sure, yeah. which is what a lot of people's problems were with when they'd go there. They go like, oh, I'd love to go, but I can't stand standing. Uh, yeah. In I can't sit down and there's yeah. no chairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah and so there's yeah. a lot more space now. And so that'll, that, that might accommodate to more people cool. too. Yeah. yeah. I've done that too. I've, I've wanted to go to shows and then realizing that like there's 300 people saying they're going and I'm yeah. not going to get anywhere to sit. Well, and then, then there's the irony, right? Because there's such a, John Scholes and I had been talking a lot that John Scholes who owns the times yeah, yeah. had talked about the, uh, the irony of the success of Facebook events Yeah, because people will say so many people are going. So, but not all of them go, right? No, Obviously. they just say yes to everything. They're yeah. interested because they're trying to be supportive, which yep. is nice. But then a lot of people say, oh, I'll never get in. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. And then it's empty. Yeah. Not empty, but you know, it's not sold out. Right. And those people wouldn't come otherwise if, yeah, right. totally. And, and a lot of things that, uh, that was a, like a big stigma attached to the times change for a really long time as well, yep. was that people assumed that if they weren't there at 930, they it weren't getting packed. in. Yep. And then there'd be like 10, 30, 11. And John's like, or the staff are writing still, still space available to yeah. in. And I found that uh, as well. Like, I mean, my shows do really well at times, but there were moments where I was like, I can't believe like, there's like, it said 300 something people were coming to my show tonight. And there's, and 50 there's or something. yeah, there's like 70 people, yeah, yeah. you know, because they all thought it was going to sell out. Yeah. So there's a twist to that whole, the whole irony of, uh, Facebook events. Um, I do, I do want to support, I do the same thing. I'm, I say interested if I, I, if I you know, just because I want to support it and I want it to like help. Yeah. the event but then it's very it's it's misleading I often do it so because I wanted to pop up again for me so remind mm-hmm. me of the show's happening and then half the time it's like oh I can't go my kids are doing something or whatever right. and, and then you don't want to like go like not going yeah because like, I feel bad yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I actually I don't even know if I've ever used the not going button I don't know if I have I think I have if like I've been very clear that like I can't <laughs> yeah know? like I think if you yeah. just don't say anything you're not going yeah, it's, but it's like implied, not yeah. going feels yeah. like a slap in the face doesn't it kind of does it? yeah yeah, like actually, I took I'm, the time to say no to your show. Yeah, yeah, I'm really. saying no. Yeah, I'm not going. Yeah. Actually, the funniest thing too was I got on. Was it the? It was either the Roslyn one or the Off the Wagon one for this week. Yeah, and uh, someone wrote, 
not no thanks. It was actually, I can't even remember what it was. It was something negative though. And it was just like, it was like their comment on the, uh, in the event was yeah. like, no, I, no, I don't want to. Or something like that. <laughs> something like that. And I just wrote back question marks. What? Yeah. Like, why would you even bother writing just that? Just don't say anything. Yeah. Why would you be negative? Like, no, I don't want to go. Well, fuck you. Don't go yeah, yeah, exactly. Stay home. Yeah. You stupid asshole. Like, fuck you. <laughs> really? Like, why are you spending time to write like a negative thing on my event yeah. or whatever? So I just remember, I, I laughed at it. Big deal. But it's still like, really people? Like, yeah. I can't even press the not going button. You're going to write, no, I'm not going. I don't want to. Yeah. It's weird. The internet has ruined the way people go to shows in general because that that's... I mean, before, you probably could have done the same show and got just as many people out by word of mouth, by posters sure. and stuff. And now it's just, yeah, there's these weirdos. Like, well, you know what? It's funny. I don't remember the last time I postered for something. Yeah, because no one does anymore. Right. And you know what? You can't... Like, you can't argue with free. No. You know what I no. mean? I'm I, Like, a, a book... An event is booked and then, boom, like, it's like everyone knows about it. Yeah. And, and they have it in their phone. And yeah, they, yeah. And, and it's completely accessible and... You know, there are very few Luddites that I know that aren't on Facebook, but True, like yeah. almost everybody is, which is also a good segue now to the cavern, right? Yes. Because I really care about the attendances at the cavern. So that's, that makes sense. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's really misleading. Again, I get excited and I tell people, like I tell the staff, you might want to have a second staff on. Sure. It looks like it's going to be massive, you know, and then, um, that thing happens again. Where, and yeah. then, yeah. And then, yeah. and then it's like, Whoa, it didn't even sell out, yeah. you know? And so like they didn't need the second staff person. So people out there. My tip to you is don't put, maybe just put going if you're going. And then don't put anything and else. And then don't yeah. put anything else yeah. if you're not. I mean, it's nice to have like that, you know, 300 people are going, you you, f- you feel popular, you feel like, you know, your show's right. going to be a success. Right. But it's just, it's confusing for the staff and for the event. Sure. You know, you get your hopes up or you, you know. Then again, now if I say that and then it's just like 42 people are going to your event, <laughs> right. you're like, why did I say that? Yeah, why aren't enough people going? Now <laughs> I'm this, such yeah. a loser. Yeah. <laughs>
How long have you been doing that at the cavern? You're booking the DX? Mm-hmm. I uh, I started doing that uh, about a year ago. Okay. Yeah, James Brown left, and it, I was working upstairs at the Toad, and of course my forte, like I used to have sure shop bookings, which is like uh, I bu- I booked bands across Canada. Cool. Plus so I booked myself. You quite have the a experience. Bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know I know a lot about booking bands, and it's uh, one of my skill sets. So I was kind of thinking. Uh, I better grab that opportunity. So I yeah. just talked to the owners and I said, I really think you'd be missing an opportunity if we didn't just pass the buck to me here. We well, were already and, there too. That helped. Yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. I mean, like, I, I cared. You know, I cared about the venue. I care about the the whole place. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So then, so I just took over the the running of the cavern pretty much, cool. and uh, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Like I, I, it's it's in my it's in my wheelhouse. Yeah. For sure, to care about a music venue, it gives me a side job. Um, that makes me feel like I'm getting to use my skills. Sure. You know, besides just playing music or whatever. And, uh, so yeah, so I'm really, I'm really into it. And, but it's such a, it's, I put so much passion into it that it's almost like, that's why I stopped actually. I don't know. I okay. did, uh, doing the radio show. Okay. And uh, now I just want to do podcasts from home. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder where I got that idea yeah. from. <laughs> I wonder, actually you're the guy who I'll talk to you about a little bit more. I was talking to, um, to Ryan about it yep. as well because I really don't know how to do them from home yet but um but i just didn't have the time after a while to get to the radio station yeah of course yeah and plus i was writing like you know a three four hour essay you know yeah, of music yeah. history before i got to the show every week or yeah, yeah every week yeah. and it was just too i didn't have the time because once i started really working with the cavern it's like every day you know yeah, every day for sure, yeah. and i mean right now we're booked into february and i think that you know the numbers are up and i'm really proud of what i've been cool. doing there that's awesome but it's like every day i check in at the cavern like how did the show go yeah like yeah I check with the bands how did it go and you know, I'm trying to be really organized and, and on the ball about it. But so the event, the Facebook events has become more to me than just uh, my own shows. It's, it's like everyone I, else's shows too. It's yeah. Everyone, yeah. Every, yeah. you know, yeah. Tuesday to Saturday at the cavern. Like I care about every event. Yeah. It, it, attendance, you know. Well, you, you, well, you should. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to be booking a venue and not give a shit. Yeah, of course. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I booked it. I don't care who comes though. Yeah, someone will be there. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like the band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I actually think it's. I've, I've tapped into something really cool, like the that music scene that we were just talking about. Yeah. That, that uh, I've happily more like been able to meld into as well, even though I'm a little bit older than them. Um, has a lot to do with the fact that I've started booking the bands. Sure. So we all became friends. Yeah, so they know you from that. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I mean, they knew my name before maybe, but now we're all friends. That's cool. So uh, a lot of those people are interested in what I'm doing musically as well. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's a nice crossover. It's built in, yeah, built yeah. in audience and friends and people to work with mm-hmm. too, yeah. And then I have an exciting thing to tell you sure. about. Do you have more time? How much time do we have? Cool, let's do it. Let's, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much time we have. No, it's cool. We'll, 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 let's hear the exciting thing. Okay, is that uh, I haven't announced it yet. I've just uh, been telling people like big news at the Cavern coming up. But what's exciting is um, every year I was procuring these um, uh, Park Theater Sunrise Extravaganzas. Yeah, yeah. And I did like six or seven annual, I think six. And then like a massive list of people playing. Yeah, there's yeah. Usually, usually I have to cut down 40 songwriters to about 18. That's crazy. Yeah, and they're like, and that's just. The and summer. they're all awesome songwriters. Yeah, and, the, and, yeah, yeah. and like the talent in the city is insane. It's nuts. And uh, it doesn't have to be like a folk songwriter. It could be a punk songwriter. It's, you know, just without the band, it's just stripped down. Yeah. And I would have six, you know, six people across the board, three sets. And do one or two songs each, usually two. Yeah. And uh, and it's just a, like a super successful night that I've been really proud of. And then Wednesdays at the Cavern, I've been trying to revamp and revamp, and I couldn't figure out what to do. So starting in January, January 2nd, 
it's going to be a songwriter's night. Oh, cool. And it's going to go early. So Like the same kind of format? Yes. Yeah, so nice. just three songwriters per per week. Okay. And uh, so it's basically taking the songwriter's extravaganza and that I was doing for years yeah. and putting it, like, stretching it into a full year. Cool. And uh, so it'll be three fo- focused on three songwriters a night. And it only goes from 9.30 to 11.30. So Wednesdays are going to be really early hmm. shows. And so for people that work and stuff, because Wednesdays have been really hard to book and, and maintain a uh, crowd at okay. for, for some reason. Uh, it's just a hard night for us at the cavern. So yeah, so starting in January, it's going to be That'd the be songwriter cool. series. Yeah, and uh, I think the first one will blow everyone's minds. So okay, just yeah. who it is? You have someone? Yeah, yeah. well, I have three people who are like I should have probably spread them out a bit, but the three my, my probably my three favorite. Cool. So, but I thought we'll just kick it off huge. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. can people get involved in that? Like, or do you already have it sort of? Well, out? well, because I have forty songwriters yeah. ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have it kind of figured out for a while, but I haven't really started booking the actual week by week yet. Okay. Um, so absolutely. I mean, I also do those, those on Saturday afternoons at the toad, right? The songwriter, uh, the afternoon acoustic series where one songwriter plays for the afternoon. So, and, and what happens is people just, you know, they write me and they pitch their music to me. Yeah. It's really hard though, because I already have so many people I'd like to, to do definitely, that, definitely. but I'm always open. I mean, I don't want to just limit to it to nepotism. You yeah. Know what I no, mean? I know like, what you mean. Yeah. You know, like it's the same thing with the show. Yeah. Cause I'm doing, I'm releasing two episodes a week and like, mm-hmm. The amount of people that I already know and already know will be good guests who have an album coming out versus some band I've never heard of who's approached me. It's, that's hard. Yeah, you have to yeah, juggle it, right? For sure. Yeah. And you, I mean, like, you want to give everybody a fair shake, but you also like can't help but be a little biased on like wanting to do the shows you totally. want to do and wanting totally. to book the people you want to book. Yeah. So I, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so quickly before we wrap up, yeah. uh, the show is coming up. What are the dates and the details? Okay, November fourteenth, Wednesday, which is probably today if you're listening to this right. today, which would be a Wednesday or two weeks ago if you listen to, if you listen to it late. But yeah. all right, if you listen to it late, you miss the shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> but uh, so Wednesday, November fourteenth, tomorrow for us today for you if you're listening. Yeah. Um, live at the Roslyn. Um, you can tune in to the Facebook Live. Eight p.m. is when we start. You can tune in a little early. You know, catch the vibe. Yep. And. Um, and that is, you can check it out through my web, uh, my Facebook page or the Village Idiots page. And you can link onto that. Then on Friday, November 16th, at the Times, we're doing our big Off the Wagon reunion. There's an early show and a late show. There are tickets you can get, which would save the whole, right. not, to know if you're the sold out or not. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's through, that. you could also see that through my Facebook page and uh, the Times Change page. Okay. And then December 22nd is my Lonely Do It Christmas show. And uh, I'll probably want it to be packed so I'm not lonely <laughs> and uh, yeah and that'll be a really fun show and then lots of good things happening at the cavern cool and uh, and hopefully my podcast will, my radio Riding with the Queen podcast will come out the next year awesome so if someone is hearing you for the first time on the show yeah. I mean I think most people know of you at least but what's the best thing for them to do to find out more information about just hear your music and, yeah. and... I actually just got rid of my website okay <laughs> I just said F it like yeah. I was like I don't even know if people are using it. I'm paying money. I was like, right. I don't, let's see if, what happens if I don't use it. Okay. So that's an interesting twist. So you can't go to my website anymore. Right. Um, but definitely my Facebook page. Just look up, I have a few of them. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Um, just look up Rami Mays on Facebook and almost, it's like I updated, it. it's constantly up, up, updated and cool. ready. So just scooch through that and you'll always know what I'm up to. Cool. All right. Well, if you want to hear more episodes of this show, you can go to witchpolice.com. All 300 and whatever episodes are there for download and streaming going back to 2012. Uh, 
I recommend you don't listen to the early ones. Because <laughs> I've never listened to the early ones. <laughs> they're not very good, but... Uh, I've listened to some of them. They're great. You, oh, thank you. I listened to the entire Love Tongues one. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Like, yeah, from yeah. beginning to end, and yeah. I just, I love those guys. They're my new favorite rock band They're really the good. Yeah. Really good vocals, especially. They're oh, yeah. 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 And yeah. the band's sick. All of like, them, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. so sick. So, yeah, I, I was really excited to hear that one. And cool. Yeah, you're really you're really knowledgeable and entertaining, well, so... Yeah. Check out Witch Police Radio. Yes, and then tune in on Sundays at midnight on UMFM, and those are older episodes that get a second wind, so by the time this airs, it'll probably be summer or something, But and the shows will be long over it, but people can still check out the live of the Rosalind. But you can and, still, you can still like me and check out your music and like your Facebook and everything. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, there we go. That's a podcast. Thanks, Sam. Thanks a lot. Get missed.